boy is eating. The boy is your Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we thought we would take a look at some of the most common mistakes that we hear as teachers when we're teaching our classes, especially with Spanish speakers. Because something we notice in classes, there are a lot of translations that when you take them literally from Spanish to English, we have an idea of what we think it should be. But oftentimes we have to slightly change the translation or the wording to make sure that it makes sense in English. So there are a lot of these common mistakes that we hear in our classes. So we thought it would be beneficial to discuss those with you guys today. So remember, as always, if you get lost, go online and check out that audio guide and transcript. Okay, Paige, whenever we're teaching our English classes, it's pretty common to have a student, whether they are a lower level or even an advanced level, to have some mistakes that are commonly mistranslated. So I can think of a handful of them to start, but what are some examples that you can think of from your experience? So most of the students that we teach are pretty intermediate upper level. And even though they are so advanced, there's always just these common little mistakes because like you said, you know, you're trying to translate from one language to the other. And, you know, sometimes that's just awkward and doesn't work in English. And so one that I would have from all my students and I would always have to explain is funny versus fun. So a common question I'd always start with my classes is, you know, how was your weekend? You know, and they'd be like, oh, it was really funny. And I'm like, oh, so like something really funny happened. Like, what's the joke? You know, what is it? And they would describe something where, you know, they went and saw a movie or did something that was fun. And so I'd have to explain to them that funny and fun aren't the same. Funny is more ha ha ha, comic there's a joke, there's laughter, where fun is enjoying yourself and having a good time. That was something that a lot of my students would always trip up on. That is a common one that I hear a lot too. And it's something that I always have to clarify to say, oh, okay, so you know, something funny happened, tell me what it was. Usually by the end of the story, nothing funny actually happened. It was more (laughs) of just something enjoyable. So I'd have to say, you know, I know this is hard, but try to remember funny is gracioso, chistoso, and fun is more divertido. So it's something more that you enjoy than something that's Mm -hmm. comical, right? Exactly. But it can be confusing because a lot of the adjectives in English do end with that Y sound, happy, silly. And so it can be really common to want to add that sound to the end and assume that it's the correct use of the word. Mm -hmm. So like you mentioned, even some of my advanced students, I have to say, okay, remember, we have a difference between funny and fun. What about you, Ian? What's one that you hear a lot? So one that I hear quite a bit, and I think mostly with my more business English students, they use the word investigations instead of using the word research. 
-hmm. which translates literally from Spanish, investigaciones. So it makes sense to literally translate it. But I have to explain that um, that research is is something more, I guess, um, more academic or you are, you know, more scientific or you're, you're really, you're doing research. You're trying to discover new findings about something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And investigations is similar, but investigation is more towards, I think, crime and law. So like a detective or the police, they are doing investigations that they are investigating, yeah. but they aren't really doing research necessarily. So while the words are super similar, the context is really important. I think unless you're in law enforcement, the word you'd most likely use is research, right? Like if you're a journalist, you're doing research, it's Google searching, it's, you know, trying to find more information, which more us common folk use than, uh, like you said, investigations is more criminal police work. I would hear that one as well. Another one that I would hear all the time, and, and like you said, it's very common because you're translating directly from Spanish to English, is in Spanish, breakfast, lunch, and dinner are verbs. But in English, they're not verbs. You always have to have a verb before it because breakfast, lunch, and dinner are nouns. And so you could say, I have dinner, or in the past, I had dinner, or I eat present, or I ate dinner, right? So you always need a verb whether it's eat or have when you're talking about breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And so I would hear all the time from my students, they would talk about their weekend and they'd be like, oh, I dinnered with my good friend in Santiago. And it's like, oh, you had dinner or you ate dinner. So again, very minor, but it's just something that's awkward. And if you said it to a native English speaker, they'd be like, huh, <laughs> you don't lose understanding, but it just sounds very awkward. Right. And that's a good point to make, too. I, with all these mistakes, I try to tell my students, for the most part, you'll be understood mm -hmm. what you're saying. But if you really want to sound more natural, more native, more fluent, it's really these little things, these little fine tunings that really take you to that next level. So while it seems really minor to a native, it's, it's a pretty big difference. Very true. So another one that I get a lot that I always have to help students with is using the verb make instead of using the verb take when we talk about choices or plans or decisions. I'll have students tell me, we need to take a decision for our project at work. And I have to tell them, really, we should be using the verb make when we talk about choices, decisions. So we never say take a choice or take a decision or take a plan. We always want to replace that with make, make a plan, make an arrangement, make a decision, make a choice. And this is hard because this is another one of those direct translations from Spanish to English, tomar decisiones to mm -hmm. take decisions, right? So sometimes we have trouble, especially with some Spanish verbs like tomar, poner. We see that these kind of verbs can often get lost in translation. And I think this is one of the most common ones that, that I discover with students. And, and again, have to note, usually they are students who are upper intermediate to nearly advanced. So these kind of mistakes aren't limited to just the, the beginners. And to piggyback off that, a very, very common one that I, like you said, I hear from my advanced students is when they're talking about age. Because again, that direct translation in Spanish, you say, tengo 30 años. But in English, you use the verb ser. So it'd be like, I am 30 years old. You never use tener. You don't say have. I've had students that are so advanced, fluent, and they still say it. It's just like one of those mistakes that they just, they can't kick. 
you know? And so it always like kills me when they're like, Ooh, like you're saying, you're saying have again, you have to say <laughs> I am, or she is 20 years old. Or that was one that I heard from a lot of my advanced students is with age. They always use have instead of the, the verb to be. And what's funny with that one is that it actually affects me as an English speaker, because the more that I've spoken Spanish, the more that I've oh. taught English, Sometimes I catch myself making this mistake when I'm talking in English. Mm -hmm. For example, I might say, when I had 15 years, and then I say, what are you doing? What are you saying? This isn't, <laughs> this isn't how we talk. And I have to correct myself. So it even rubs off on, on other people when you hear it a lot. And I'm glad you mentioned this one because it's a really big one. Of course, it's one of the first things you mention to someone when you meet them, right? In an introduction, you're going to say your name, where you're from, and how old you are. These are really important facts to give someone. And so if right off the bat, right at the beginning, you tell someone, I have 30 years old, and it's going to be a red flag at the beginning for the conversation. Again, nothing, nothing too huge. But if you want to sound more fluent, more native, more natural, then it's necessary. So true, like you said, you don't lose understanding. It's just the person listening would be like, okay, they're, you know, learning English. CWG officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile, and that's thanks to you. But we are always working to grow our audience, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, and even LinkedIn. But most importantly, rate, review, and share us with all your friends, family, and coworkers. And if you want to take your English education to the next level, sign up for private or group classes at dynamicenglish.cl. Another one that I heard quite a bit was around birthday. And so, you know, a lot of people know the birthday song. I think it's something that you're just taught as a kid in the classroom when you're learning English. And so I had a lot of students that thought when you're talking about birthdays that you always needed to put happy. I've had a few students ask me, when is your happy birthday? And I'm like, it's kind of cute. I, I like it. But it's like, oh, no, like, it's just birthday. Like, there's no happy unless you're wishing someone a happy birthday. I heard that quite a few times from students of like, when is your happy birthday? What about you? Did you hear anything around birthdays? Uh, I do agree with you. I think that's that's pretty cute. Kind of funny. <laughs> I kind of like that. Maybe we should change it. We yeah. Should the, we should change it to say it's always the happy birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of liked it. I haven't heard a lot exactly of what you just mentioned, but a few times I've heard someone use birthday as a verb, mm -hmm. which we can't do in English. So for example, someone might say, I will birthday next week or use it in a verb form like this. And so you have to say, yeah, I know you want to use it as a verb, but we have to say, I have a birthday next week or mm -hmm. I have my birthday next week. The inclusion of that verb is really important. We can't use birthday as a verb. It has to be just a noun by itself. And so the last one we're going to talk about in today's episode is something we hear a lot with referring to family members. In English, it's a little bit different than Spanish because in Spanish, you can sort of collectively lump different family members together, right? So in Spanish, you can say padres, and that is inclusive of the father and the mother together. Mm -hmm. So you can say padres, and that can represent both of them. But in English, we can't say fathers. We have to say father and mother. We have to separate them so they're not collective. This is a big one that I get in classes. You know, they say, oh, this weekend, I want to go visit my father's. In that case, we have to clarify that, okay, you're talking about your parents, you're talking about your father and your mother. 
So the word is slightly different. And we see this with other family members as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. This was a very common mistake that I would pick up on. Like, hermanos is brothers. But if you said that in English, that would mean it's only male, right? If you want to talk about brothers and sisters, you would say siblings, because that would be feminine and masculine. And so unlike in Spanish, when you do plural, it's always masculine, and it can include all genders. In English, no. If you said brothers, it would be all male. So you'd have to say, siblings or brothers and sisters. And that's something I also get asked a lot where, you know, cousins, primos is, oh, what's the feminine version of cousin? There's no cousin is all genders. So, you know, my cousin could be male or female, you'd have to ask. There's no feminine or masculine version of it. And that right. always is something where, you know, my students would be like, what? <laughs> right, exactly. And you mentioned like, you have to go a step further in English in these kind of situations. Because in Spanish, you can say, mi prima. Mm -hmm. And we understand that it's my female cousin. Exactly. But yeah. in English, you could say, my cousin. And then someone would have to say, your boy cousin or your girl cousin. Mm -hmm. My girl cousin, right? We have to go a whole step further. So I think actually in this case, Spanish has the upper hand because it's less work. In English, you have to do more work to, to get the context clear. But it's so important in that sense to understand to, to someone who's learning English. And it's applicable as well to in Spanish when you say tios, you can say tío y tía. So aunt and uncle and aunt. You can say those together, kind of like padres. You can say tíos. Mm -hmm. And that's inclusive of both. But in English, you can't say my uncles, meaning all of them together, right? You have to say my uncle and my aunt or my exactly. aunts and uncles. So again, we go, we go a step further with that one as well. Yeah, so these are just a handful of common mistakes. And like me and Ian said, most of them, you don't lose understanding, right? Whoever you're speaking to will get the general idea. It's just if you want to sound more native, more fluent, these are kind of some mistakes that if you correct, you're going to really up your game and people will be impressed. Again, if you get lost, check out that audio guide and transcript online. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.